Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome back to Cut to the Grace. Thank you all so much for bearing with me on my little week off. Honestly hair literally took over my life in the best way and I just want to take this opportunity to thank you all for your support over the last week uh, for hair from those online and for those who came in person it was so nice to see some familiar faces and it was just one of the most amazing weeks. Um, I couldn't help but feel like sometimes I was just looking up at the sky and I just got a bit angry I was just like we should be in a theatre right now like And it's just really, the whole week has given me a massive push to keep fighting for theatres and fighting for our industry because we really have been um, pushed to the side. But yeah, super grateful that things are happening, obviously. And again, amazing for Paul Taylor Mills getting the theatre back up and running along with some incredible new creatives and producers and everyone doing amazing things online it's just brilliant but but yes let's keep fighting for our industry uh so we can get our theatres opening safely and get the support that we need from the government and from everywhere get the dreary stuff over and done with it was one of the best weeks of my life so incredible and all the audiences were amazing and it was actually such an incredible experience performing outside the weather was definitely on our side it didn't rain once we actually got a bit of sun on the last matinee which was lovely so kicking off today's episode I am so excited about this episode like this is a dream of mine actually can't believe this is happening Kerry Ellis is on my podcast people but before we start I have my first email in for my new little mini thing I've got going on in my podcast gratitude with grace from Rebecca Poploski who emailed in and told me five things that they were grateful for which was my dog and she has two chinchillas two cats and fishes which is just so cute uh my body and then she put not copying you I promise don't worry you can copy me (laughs) um six the musical Love that. Also very grateful. My family, my education, and she put love your podcast. And Rebecca wants me to get Miranda Sings, aka Colleen Ballinger, on my podcast. Honestly, the dream. Let's make it happen. Let's put it out there. Colleen, get on, cut to the grace. Can you actually imagine how cool that would be? Moving on to some Friday faves. Uh, so I finished the fall. It was epic. I wouldn't recommend if you're not a fan of serial killer dramas and they put you on edge a bit because it definitely did put me on edge when I stayed in my flat on my own the other night. But it was amazing and the acting is incredible. Bit confused by the ending, but I'm not going to give any spoilers. Um, I've had quite a sixy, is that a word? No, but a sixy week uh, this week, which has been really nice. So I did the 
theatre fan workshops live interview on Monday and got to reunite with loads of queens. Obviously, I've got the drive-in on Saturday. And I'm also reuniting with a load of queens today, which is Friday, for something very, very exciting that I can't say anything about yet, but stay tuned because it's going to be big. And yeah, so it's been really nice. It's been, there's such a sisterhood for even if you have never been in a cast together, everyone just has that shared sense of like, yeah, I've been through it too, girl. Do you know what I mean? Um, in the best way. Also, it is secondhand September, which is wonderful. I've been trying to, my best to make as many secondhand choices as possible. I did buy two new pairs of shoes from Skechers the other day, but I'm classing that as a medical thing because y'all don't want to see my feet. <laughs> they're so flat I literally have the feet of an 80 year old woman but do you know what I'm gonna move on because no one wants to know that Grace but apart from that I have been doing really well with my whole fast fashion boycott I did a little haul at Beyond Retro which is a vintage shop near the Palladium if anyone likes vintage shops you need to go to Beyond Retro it's so good and I was kind of just sticking with like Rocket pick and weight um the one near the Shaftesbury I never I'd never actually like branched out and I feel like you know Rocket's quite you know basic when it comes to vintage shops sorry Rocket but it is obviously really good but Beyond Retro is literally incredible and they had loads of styled outfits all around the shop to give you some inspo and loads of secondhand September things on the mirrors and all that jazz it was lovely and yeah, I just love a vintage haul. Um, makes me feel very fashionable, <laughs> which I'm definitely not. But also, it's just nice to know that you're shopping sustainably and you can still be really interested in fashion and keep it sustainable. Speaking of sustainable fashion, the wonderful Higher Street UK, who I've worked with quite a few times now, gifted me some incredible outfits for the drive-in I've gone with two a sparkly number and a zebra suit which I posted a picture on my Instagram I was literally like who do I think I am I literally looked at the picture and I'm like who is that it's not me but it's really funny because I yeah I was just feeling really fab it's honestly like power suit this massive zebra print oh, just love a print um, but for those of you who don't know about High Street, I don't think I've spoke, spoken about them on Cut to the Grace yet, but they're a rental platform. Um, and the outfits that they hire, you can hire from them, are like really expensive, but you can hire them for like a really decent price. So it's really good quality outfits. And it's great for people who like, you know, I, I definitely was one of these people who buy need to buy a new outfit for every occasion so like for example I bought this yellow suit from Zara for the Olivier's and I literally haven't put it on since and but ju it's just because I look at that and I think my Olivier suit now I've kind of changed my mindset I probably will wear it again but do you know what I mean like it's so much better to hire and then send it back and especially if you're one of those people who don't want to post a picture on Instagram in the same outfit then it's like they're really good Definitely go and check them out. They're wonderful. Um, finally, my last Friday fave, before we get on to one of the best interviews ever, is 
the best vegan chocolate bar I've ever had in my life. Now, I feel like an absolute traitor going against Vigo, but Rhythm 108, they're called Swiss Almond Bars. Listen, this was just in Sainsbury's as well. This isn't wasn't even like a Whole Foods thing. This wasn't a Holland and Barrett thing. This was Sainsbury's and not even like a superstore. This was like a convenience store, Sainsbury's. Oh my God, they're so good. You just would never know it's vegan. It's so creamy. I just can't deal with it. <laughs> That's it really. So I just want everyone to go and have one of them just to experience what I experienced when I had them the other day. They also do hazelnut ones and I think they do like little biscuit crisps. Lovely. They're my Friday faves. It's been very full on week. I'm also vlogging this week, which is exciting. I haven't done a weekly vlog in a while. Trying to get myself back on YouTube. It's been very busy. I just have no structure to my life at the moment, so I'm trying my best. <laughs> but let's move on to the interview. I just can't believe this is actually happening. Like Carrie Ellis is on my podcast. It's just hilarious. So please enjoy my interview with Kerry. She's an absolute gem. Email me in your gratitude with grace entries and I'd love to read another one out next week because I think they're lovely we do a little bit of practicing gratitude in the interview so you can have a little think about your five things that you're grateful for and I'll see you next time enjoy 14 year old Grace is screaming right now and well to be fair so is 24 year old Grace it's Kerry Ellis Oh, Grace, that's so lovely. What a lovely intro. And, you know, it's it's so funny when you, I, when I've obviously seen you, you know, performing and out there doing your thing. And when you say, you know, you're 14 to yourself, it makes me feel so old. <laughs> oh, sorry. Should I have not started it like that? Mind you, even your 24-year-old self makes me feel old. But no, this is amazing. I'm so thrilled that you're doing this. This is awesome. Oh, thank you. It was so funny. So, you know, you did your um, duet with David Ruby. I did, yes. Yeah, so I did one with him as well. And we're um we're family friends. We've like grown up together. Oh. And um I came onto Zoom with him and he I was like, Oh, so how's like the duet thing been going? Because he's been like on it with the duet. It's amazing. And he was yeah. like, Grace, I did a duet with Carrie Ellis. <laughs> and, like it was like both of us are us like in a musical theatre hopefuls were like, Oh my oh. god. Um so it's amazing and it's so oh. wonderful to connect with you. He was um, so lovely, he was brilliant. He's so lovely. So this is Kerry Ellis. And obviously everyone listening to this podcast because it's a musical theatre podcast will know who Kerry Ellis is. Wicked, lame is, Oliver. We are Rock You, plus a music career and the most wonderful collaboration with Brian May. You Aww. two together. I have a picture of um, West End Christmas uh, <gasps> when me and Toby did Oh Holy Night. And then you and Brian performed at the end. And it's like you and Brian, then me and Toby behind you, like singing Winter Wonderland or something like that. Yeah. And I lo it's such a nice picture. Um, so we'll talk all about that later. Okay. But okay. Did I mention she also has her own podcast, Keep Come and Carry On? <laughs> Thank you Go very much. Go and listen to it. <laughs> and is a full on super mum. Well, so you've got to know about that at the moment. Has <laughs> <laughs> been a lot lockdown. It's been a lot, right? It's been interesting. It's been good though. It's been good to have that time, you know, to spend yeah. some time uh, with our what, what we do normally. Everybody's kind of here, there, and everywhere, and you, and to actually be forced to to stop and to take some time has actually been 
a bit of a blessing, really, because you mm. in our industry you never take that time because you're always like, oh, I should be doing something, or if yep. the phone rings, you take the job. So to be forced to do that has been really nice. Yeah, really good. I it's similar to when I had my gap year, and I always say to people who are auditioning for drama school, like it's really not the end of the world not getting in first time because my gap year was just honestly one of the best years of my life because it's kind of like now I was forced to have a break and wait till the next round of auditions came and I just chilled and lived a normal life which is something that just doesn't happen in our in our career um but how are you at the moment good yeah really good I I I mean I think I'm probably like everybody else you know and waiting for the kind of gates to open and for the movement to happen. I know there's lots of people doing, uh, well, a few people trying to do out, outdoor events. Um, I mean, I'm doing some shows next next month that are in big stately homes outside, which hopefully will be great with people very socially distanced. And, and I, you know, we, we did a drive-in um, for Shanae, who obviously you know, and that was wonderful to do something outside and to to be performing has been great. I think what's tough about it is what is what we are all about is telling stories, communicating with people, performing and having a, I don't know, a connection. And that's what's been really tough to not yeah. have that. And to have that taken away has been has been really yeah. difficult. And, and I and at the moment, I'm frustrated because it feels like the rest of the world is getting on and the rest of the world yeah. is moving slowly into getting back to a certain kind of normal and it seems that we just aren't just and, and us, I'm frustrated yeah. by that if you could sit on a plane with your mask on Go why can't the you sit in a theatre without yeah. a mask on yeah it yeah. yeah it blows my mind um what was I gonna speaking of the drive-in yes like how was that because obviously it's such an incredible opportunity and I'm so excited like I literally can't wait I'm seeing these videos and like you finish the last <laughs> note and then you expect like, but all you hear is beep, 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 beep. Like, how was that? Well, you know what? I've done a couple of um, of live streams. I did one from um, the Coliseum, uh, which was beautifully filmed in front of the, you could see all the seating and we had four cameras and lots of lovely sound and musicians, which was amazing. However, at the end of that, there literally was a, you know, a tumbleweed when you finished a song, there was nothing. But at the drive-in, there was, I, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't, I, I thought that exactly, you know, when you finish a song, it's going to be quite quiet. It's going to be odd. However, the atmosphere, I think people are so ready to get out and to see something and be involved and interact and have that live experience that they were, they were clapping, they were out their cars, they were honking their horns, they were flashing their lights. It was so much fun. And, you know, I think that those guys at West End Musical Branch have really put something cool together and they they seem like they're these new entrepreneurs that are going to make a bit of a splash you know they I feel like they're just they're just starting out and I think they've got there's really big things coming from them and and this has spoke volumes you know lots of the out open air things haven't worked and haven't gone ahead or have been cancelled and they've kept going they've you know taken a risk and and it's been successful and good good luck to them because it's it it's great that they've you know been brave and got out there and done it yeah, hundred percent. Oh, I can't wait! It's gonna be great. It's good. It's fun. <laughs> the pictures and the videos from yours looked epic as well. And <laughs> even the raining? rain, it yeah. was raining. Yeah. But you know what? I think 
when I've done open air gigs in the past, I think it's part of our culture that we, you know, we stand up and we put our brollies up and we, we don't care. You know, if you, if you've booked an outdoor gig, you're going and you're going to yeah. get wet and it doesn't matter. And it kind of had that atmosphere. I mean, they were all right because they were they could just hop in their cars. It was us that were, were getting a bit wet, but it kind it kind of added to the atmosphere. And, the, and yeah. we all had a giggle. And yeah, it was. Oh, it was I love fun. it! So exciting. <laughs> so I started a new little mini series thing on my podcast last week, but you're the first guest I'm doing it with. And it's called Gratitude with Grace. Don't worry, nothing too scary. I'm not gonna like, I like play it. a game. I like that. But yeah. So. I was chatting to my mum because we are both like quite like speak to the universe, put it out to the universe Mm. kind of people. And we practice gratitude like all the time. And I I was like, it really, it's really helped me with like being more present and being more positive about the world. So I want to like encourage listeners to. So I'm going to ask you five things that you're grateful for today. And they can literally be anything. Uh, While you're having a think, I'll say mine. And while all of you lot at home are having a think. Um, So mine are my Zoom is number Mm. one. Oh, where Um, would we be without Zoom? Where would we be? (laughs) Literally, it's allowed us to connect today. Allowed Mm -hmm. me to like be with all my friends on my birthday. Uh, It's allowed me to work, to have like some kind of income teaching. Yeah, yeah. And it's just amazing. Um. Second is very, can't believe I'm saying this, but the rain. Um, I love the rain at the moment. Mm. And like, I've found that if I turn my attitude into, I love the rain and I'm grateful for the rain, especially after that heat we had. <laughs> See, I quite like the heat. <laughs> really? I love, I love it when I can sit in it. But when yeah. I can't, when you can't, yeah, and we don't have a lo- we don't have access to a lot of swimming pools over here, so it's not yeah. it's not the ideal. <laughs> yeah, um, just reminds you you want to be on holiday. <laughs> yeah, but I just yeah, I'm actually trying to turn my attitude to enjoying rain because then I, like I, I think that I'll like it when I go out in it. And mm, I won't I yeah. won't be annoyed. I don't um, mind that. That's good. Yeah. So the rain number three is my boyfriend, just because he's been great over lockdown with my mood swings <laughs> and my <laughs> lockdown moods and um I always like mention him but I never actually say that he's great so he's great that's very uh, good I'm I'm a bit like that I've never really mentioned my husband and, and yeah I should. <laughs> yeah because they're, they're such important parts of your life and I'm like I should I should appreciate you more yeah. um the four is theatre slowly coming back slowly mm. but surely uh start rehearsals for hair tomorrow so that's gonna be good oh, and so it's- exciting where is that going on so it's on a jetty on the Thames at oh the, my goodness. Yeah, at Battersea Park. So the whole of Battersea power station has been turned into a theatre. And then That's outside amazing. of that is the jetty. So we're doing like a concert version. I'm absolutely pooing my pants, I can't lie, because <gasps> we've had to like be as much off book as possible. But it's going to be great. And oh, I'm be great. so great for it. And finally, like, my lovely agent, Stephen Paling and Debbie Jenkins, for um, <laughs> put me in touch with you. Because Aww. if it wasn't for them, then we wouldn't be able to do this today. So Aww. that's mine. Over to you. I like that. That's really good. You know, it's, it's, really, it's a really good concept. And I like... I'm all about being positive and, and, you know, cup half full and, you know, trying to put it out there and, and be in the moment. And so I, I think this is great. This is right up my street. It really is. So I guess um, the first the first one would have to be my kids, my family, my support network. 
Um, my, you know, especially my kids and my husband have kept me going through lockdown. And I think the the, the, the most difficult bit about um, what we do is is that I'm away from them a little bit, so or quite a lot. So having this time to be together has just been. I'm so grateful for that, and it's. It's been magical to see my boys develop, go through homeschooling, go through being oh, wow. that crafty mum, you know, and, yeah. and, and trying to keep them entertained. We've been camping. Um, my life is 100 miles an hour normally, and I'm trying to schedule everything in. And lockdown has given me a chance to stop and to take a moment to breathe, to not have the stress of going anywhere because there is nowhere to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> taking time to speak to friends, Zoom, you know, we've all done Zoom um, quizzes, you know, we've all got in touch. And I think that's been really vital. And I'm quite good at at keeping um, in touch with a lot of my friends anyway. But I think Mm. lockdown has forced us to get on Zoom and and chat and play. And that's been really great. So I guess I guess my number two would be lockdown. My third would probably be my health. And this, this might sound odd, because you know, we're, I'm very fortunate to be healthy and, and I'm a bit obsessive with my fitness and keeping active and keeping, um, I, I, I'm not crazy about it, but I always make sure that I get out on my bike or I walk or I, I, I used to be a massive, or still am, I'm a big yogi and be, lockdown has, has killed me for not being able to go to yoga. I've hated that. So yeah. I used to go to a lot of hot yoga and it was the first thing to go. Oh, wow. And what came with my yoga was meditation, you know, an hour out for yourself, um, mm. moving your body in a way that is is very good for you. So I miss that. But um, but yeah, my health, staying active. I've loved getting outdoors. Um, I've loved just going for walks. I mean, we do that anyway, but lockdown has, has made that even more apparent. Yeah. Um, number four would be... Um, I think the industry I'm grateful for for being in this industry I love this industry and I I I love that I'm passionate about a job that I do because I think especially in dark times or times when it's hard if you've not got passion you don't you won't push through it you won't drive on to the next thing and this is I think lockdown has been the ultimate test for all of us um because there's been no access to to performing well in a way we've been we've been streaming and we have been finding our way but there's been no performing we've we've been shut off um so I think I think I'm grateful that that people find their way and we, we get creative and we get we we find a way to use our outlets and and get get creative and that's you know that's that's a good thing and I guess the last thing would have to be social media um, social media, I think, has saved me or my presence of um, a career in this in this business because I, I, I've I've gone on social media a lot more. Um, I fought I fought it for a lot of years. One probably because of my age. I think maybe I resisted it, um, but lockdown has forced me to embrace it a lot more. I can communicate with people. I love that I can talk to um, to people about what they want to hear what they want me to what I want to see what they're interested in and that's that's so useful as a as an entertainer where you can ask people what kind of things do you like hearing me sing what do you want to what who do you want me to talk to on my podcast you know who 
sending out my albums, you know, that kind of thing I've been able to communicate. So I guess um, social media and the internet and, uh, you know, I guess that is, is yeah. probably my five. And how five. incredible for them because they, they're, they're probably like, oh, wow, I get to tell Carrie Ellis what to sing. Like, <laughs> Carrie Ellis wants to know from me what to sing. <laughs> you know, I think it's good. Nice. I think it's good. I like that social media, you can go direct to the person. I think that, you know, we're so we're so surrounded by so many people that you can't always get directly to that person. And social media mm. gives you an opportunity to do that. And and yeah. I like that. It cuts out all the middle people. Yeah. And I, <laughs> but I, I think like as musical theatre performers on social media, we are very accessible. And, mm. you know, it has its ups and, ups and downs. But I think yeah. the great thing about musical theatre fans is that a lot of them are fully aware of that and fully aware that how accessible we are and Mm -hmm. respect it if you aren't able to get back to someone about something or you can't say certain things and you know yes so it's nice it's not like you know there's people out to get us all the time um so yeah they're they're a brilliant five I love them on the spot but I mean you know no it's not (laughs) yeah I'll get off here and go oh I should have said that one (laughs) yeah yeah well you could think about them and they'll be just a nice extra um so obviously speaking of social media like a lot of performers have like been putting what they've been up to online and Mm because we kind of have to as well like sell tickets Mm -hmm. for our concerts and all of those things but Outside of social media, who is Kerry offline? Like, what what makes you find true happiness? What makes you feel inspired and makes you feel like your best self? So, mm. completely non theatre related, social media related. Like, what are you doing? And it can be literally be anything. I asked Marisha, she was like, "I'm playing Animal Crossing." <laughs> and so, you know, what kind of things? Like, obviously, you do yoga. Is there anything yeah. else? Well. I mean, my kids are obviously, you know, the light of my life. I mean, they they challenge me daily. Um, mm-hmm. They, but but you know, I live for them. When I'm not doing my, when I'm not doing theatre, I'm not doing shows. I, I'm I'm a mum, and I live for them. And we we're really um, family orientated. We do lots of stuff as a family. We get outside. We're really outdoorsy. But I guess something I found more recently is is cycling and I'm not a, a crazy cycler but cool. I've loved finding that kind of um combining exercise I put a podcast on I go for an hour and I just get outside you know basic things a bit of exercise fresh air I listen to something so it's almost like a bit of escapism for an hour yeah. and and I'm done and it's amazing what that does to the rest of my day if I don't you know it, it I just got it's like I'm niggly until I until I get outside and I get rid of that energy um you know it's been really important to me and I usually get rid of that energy when I'm performing you know I go and do that I get I release that um those endorphins those that uh, you know that the adrenaline I guess but um yeah my cycling's been been a lot of fun more recently amazing I'm pretty basic though I'm pretty like I'm an outdoorsy person. I like walking my dog. I like simple things, you know, chatting yeah. to chatting to my friends. That's the it. simple things are the best things. Honestly, mm. it, it is literally the simple things in life, like a cup of tea in bed that literally oh. brings, <laughs> that is when I'm like, this it is does. what true happiness is. A bath, a bath. Yeah. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah. So, speaking of your amazing career, um, obviously you've been in some absolutely incredible shows. Dare I say, obviously, because you were the first British alphabet to go to Broadway, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I feel like Wicked must have a special place in your heart. But do you have a favorite out of all the shows you've done? Um, it's a, it's a really difficult question because they're all important for different reasons, and and they they're such a part of your life. I mean, you'll know when you do a show, you can do a show for a year, or, or that's on average people do a show for a year. So. That year of your life, whether it be your when you're 21 or when you're 30, when you're 40, you know, they're real kind of points in your life. So so you, they connect with a certain part of your life. So yeah. for me, I live alongside a show or whatever yeah. I'm doing at that time is, is they kind of coincide. So it's really difficult, you know, because for instance, like when I did Cats, I was pregnant with my second child. When I did... Um, when I did Wicked, it was it was obviously a game changer, and it bought an album deal, and then it took a it took me to Broadway. Um, when I did um, when obviously when I did We Will Rock You, I obviously met Brian, and it was the first time I created a role. So they're all they're all so important that it's yeah. hard to choose one. Um, Wicked, yeah, of course, Wicked has a, a special place, but it was also perhaps one of the most challenging and tough moments as well um I'm doing a book at the moment and I'm writing about you know all the stuff that people don't didn't hear about when I was doing Wicked and when I was doing all sorts of shows you know the the personal side and the and the struggles that you go through when you're doing a show that people don't see you know they see you turning up and doing eight shows a week they don't see that you you know you're your dog might have been had an injury or you might have you know lost an in or you know lost a pet lost a grandparent or you may have you know, I had a brilliant day. You may have got married. You know, they don't see all of that. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing that at the moment, which has been really interesting because like an autobiography. Yeah. So kind of the part, part one, we're calling it. Oh part my one gosh. Of, of the first forty years. Um, but it's been really good to kind to go all over all of that stuff and talk about. It's been interesting because talking about like when I've been doing a show and then the other side of it, what was going on in my life and what was, what was contributing to the show it's it's Mm. it's been really nice to talk about it yeah that's so exciting so are you allowed Mm. to say when that's coming out I'm hoping Christmas um I think we'll have it done by Christmas I mean we're doing it at the moment obviously making use of the time that we've got um and I did I also didn't want to come out of lockdown not not have focused on anything that's what's Mm. that's what um spawned the, the podcast the book, the album's gone out, you know, those kind of things that you can do in, in this time. And I didn't want to yep. come out of it and go, what did I do for five months? What did I, what did I achieve? Apart from obviously the, the massive being with my family and having time, you know, what did I do creatively? So, um, so yeah, 
Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm exactly the same. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I cannot wait to read that. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> so with the podcast, let's talk about mm. that. So that came from what you just said. Were you already a massive podcast fan like me as well? Not really. Um, I found... Uh, we used to listen to podcasts at, at, like at night, my husband and I. We'd listen to um, uh, the Crouch podcast and we'd listen to... Um, lots of football related or, or real positive kind of how, you know, successful people um, just at night and would fall asleep to them. And then I, it was getting on my bike and I got a bit obsessed with Fern Cotton's happy place. Um, she is I my love. queen. She is my queen. Yeah. And I, I got her. obsessed with it. And um, my friend Riadon um, Lambert, who's, who's a nutritionist, she does one and we were friends and I got into hers and then I, I got into Alice Living's because, you know, just mm. really, really good things to listen to. Um, yeah. And I've got a bit obsessed with them, as I think most people have over lockdown. I had done um, a couple of podcasts in the past. I did Acting Up with um, Jamie Crick um, that we recorded at Jazz FM. Um which was great fun, but I was kind of like a resident guest on it. I was a, a guest produce, a, a guest uh, presenter, which was great fun. And I always thought, well, maybe one day I'll do my own, you know, and then time gets away with you. You don't yeah. schedule it in. Um, and then I went to to talk to Sally Morgan on her podcast. She was talking to, you know, women that, uh, mothers really, that kind of, you know, juggle a career and and their life. And her producer um, had had me on his show um, before weekend brunch, and and I, we chatted a little bit. And I said, you know, I must do one. He's like, you should definitely do one on your own. And and then in lockdown, I got in contact with him, and I said, look, now's the time. I'm ready. I'm ready. We can do it over Zoom, and let's go. You know, and and that was it. And I've loved it. I've I've loved. I love the podcast world. It's a it's a friendly world. It's a nice yeah. world to be in. People are kind. There's no yeah. everyone kind of supports each other, and and it feels like there's place there's there's a room for everybody, and it, you can just talk about what you want. And I also love listening to them and feeling like you're just in a room with those people, and they're having a real honest chat. And I think that's mm. really important. In terms of like when you, because obviously you said you're like me. We're not we're not the techiest women no, in the I'm world definitely not I mean I've got I've, I've had to upgrade my knowledge but it's very basic very yeah basic. so do you do you do it all yourself or do you go with a producer yeah no my lovely friend Martin um who produces Sally Morgan's podcast he produces um Weekend Brunch his own one um he's he he he's my producer basically so we record oh, it all lovely. over zoom and then uh you know he takes it away and edits puts the music on and yeah. then and then puts it out for me. I wouldn't have a clue. So you get that. to do the fun stuff and the chatting and yeah, then Martin guess, yeah. does all the techie stuff. He I does love all that. the techie stuff. I couldn't I, I think it would just I wouldn't enjoy it. So I, I'd rather have someone else do it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Um so obviously these are a mix of questions from me but also from Instagram. Something that I wanted to know and also a lot of people on Instagram wanted to know is because obviously you've done some crazy shows crazy roles like your career has been incredible what has been the most like nuts 
moment of your life when you've just gone, I can't believe this is happening right now. Like <laughs> it could be meeting a certain person or a certain mm. night or a certain like event. Is there anything that springs to mind? There's loads. I mean, there's so many. Um, things like the Festival of Remembrance was incredible. Being at the Albert Hall and being amongst all those incredible people and feeling like you're there for a good reason. It's not just for you to be there singing a song. It it, it really meant something. Um, so that was really important. Um, Verona was uh, was a real career highlight moment. Um, oh, what did you do there? Oh, it, it's a great YouTube uh, clip if you go if you if you want to go and see it but it's because of the scale of the event it was in like it looks like the Colosseum um, in Verona and it was just a huge event um, there was a big orchestra there was myself and Brian a band um, choir uh, just it was just huge and it was live on Italian television um, and I had this really long walk to the stage and it was just so memorable and so magical. Um, so that that was that was pretty, pretty high for me. Um, and also on a personal note, I remember meeting um, my icon. Um, she's on the picture behind me, actually. Um, she came to watch uh, We Will Rock You and, and as did lots of famous people, obviously, because we had Brian and Roger and they knew lots of cool people. Mm. And we had all sorts of people in the audience. But this one night, she came backstage and she met all the cast and she came up and shook my hand. She went, hi, I'm Liza. And I couldn't speak to her and it was Liza Minnelli. And hey. I, I, it was the first time I'd been starstruck and I, you know I'd met loads of loads of, st of famous people before and been at, you know in awe of them but I'd never had that moment of I can't speak to you and she shook my hand and I just couldn't say anything and thank god my mate Maz Murray was there because she nudged me and went should oh, I get a picture she... and I was like you have to get a picture because I couldn't talk so she knew oh. how important this moment was to me so she kind of pushed me towards her and we took a picture but that for me will stay with me forever if I you know it was it just, it really was magical. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, that is incredible. It's kind of similar to when I met uh, Philip Schofield. <laughs> oh, I, was like, I love Philip. I was very shook. No, but <laughs> I kind of had this thing because obviously I did six when it first, um, mm. when we, it first like got big. I get, oh, well, you came yeah. to my press night. It was and, amazing. Yeah. And wonderful. Because of, because of that, I think that, like look, quite, we had quite a few celebrities in all the time, and mm. obviously part of the thing is like they have to come back and get a picture at the end. And I find with quite a lot of things that either make me feel uncomfortable, make me feel a bit shook and overwhelmed, I act very relaxed, and mm -hmm. I'm just like, hello, yeah. Like I literally met RuPaul, and I was like, hey, like, oh, what are you doing? And I was talking to him about Nando's, and then he left, <laughs> and I was like. And then it hits me afterwards. And I was like, it's a quite a good trait to have because it doesn't make celebs feel, you know, like, not that I would ever go, oh my gosh, I love you so much. Like, yeah, I think yeah. if it was someone I would be very, very shook about, I'd probably do exactly the same thing as you and just like keep it quiet and calm. But yeah, I just you know go what, though? very I relaxed. With, those, with what we do and especially, because um, weren't you, um, have I got this right? Weren't you... Um, there were there was like two swings that did that that covered the entire show. Is that right? Was that right? At, at the six? beginning, it was just me, just one. It was just you. Oh my god! So I, I that 
I think is 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 massive in itself. And learning to deal with going on and taking, especially roles like that, that are huge, big, confident roles, to have that in your in your brain and to be to be able to do that is so huge. And people underestimate it all the time. To be able to walk on the stage at a drop of a hat and go, right, I'm going to do this role tonight and smash it. I think gives you like an inner confidence of you can kind of deal with any situation. And I think that's Mm. the same with when you meet all these incredible people. Yes, you're dying inside, but you're used to dealing with that kind of pressure. And I think, you know, you you learned six different roles. I mean, how you did that, I do not know. It was... uh, it, it's a testament to your who you are because it makes you stronger and be able to deal with any situation yeah yeah it was it gave did me did you a, do them all did you do them all yeah at some point? yeah I did them did all oh I did them God. all it, they called it swingo so um, swingo yeah as soon as I completed swingo there was someone who'd made a mega six of me as every queen and literally wow. about five minutes after that show it went up on YouTube and I was like oh <laughs> and it was like swing go mega six um wow. yeah it was absolutely wild but it yeah it really it really did give me that just do it mentality and that kind of yeah. like just don't take self too seriously mm. just do it and yeah yeah definitely I I definitely agree I wish I'd have seen you play all the roles I'm yeah <laughs> you some need to people did one... you know did they really oh my goodness wild wild um amazing that is just oh, I love hearing stories like that it just makes me so excited <laughs> um so I'd love to talk to you about your transition into starting a family um and I find that some people believe that working in theatre and being a mum seem like life goals that contradict each other. Um, so I'm, and I really want to break that stigma and, you know, I I really disagree with it. So I, I'd love to know, like, how you found it juggling work time and family time and being a West End star while creating a family. Like, how, <laughs> how was that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's insane. I mean, it's still insane. And it, it constantly changes, you know, the, 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 the different stages they go through, obviously when they're babies, they're more portable. You can take them places when they start school and nursery, the hours become a bit more tricky. But for me, I mean, I wasn't one of those people that was, when I was younger, dreamed of, you know, marriage and children. I just wasn't, it was my career and I loved singing and that was my passion um and i didn't plan to to get married and have kids it just wasn't on my thing to do but then once i met my husband and we had alfie my my first my eldest it just seemed completely natural and gave me a, a, a another form of purpose and i feel very fortunate to be able to do both um i would never have stopped what I do I would never have stopped my career I didn't stop and I went back really quick some you know that might be frowned upon it might be but to be honest it didn't worry me I I wasn't Mm. really worried about what anyone else thought yeah and it felt right yeah and it was about doing what was right for us my kids probably see me more than most people or someone that works a nine-to-five um because they come with me a lot they when I when they were first born I took them on tour with me. They came on the tour bus with me and Brian. They toured around Europe. They, 
I mean, before my, my eldest was five, you know, he'd been on more planes than I had at that age. That's but, um, amazing. Yeah, so they have... They have a diff, slightly different lifestyle, maybe, because for them to be around, you know, in arenas and meet famous people, and it's so not a big cool. deal for them. But I think it gives them a confidence and it gives them life experiences. You know, it, it opens other doors to them, I, I, especially when you start getting into the school environment. You Schools are really interesting because there's not enough sport, there's not enough creativity, there's not enough drama. You know, it's mm. the first thing to go. And then you look at all the mental health issues that people have. And I'm, it, for me, it, it seems so clear that you're not giving these young people the the tools to be able to communicate and to be able to be physical. And then you're telling them later in life that they're not fit enough and they don't eat well. Mm. Well, if you don't educate them when they're younger of how to communicate, how to look after themselves... Yeah. How you know what what chance they have? So, um, for me, yeah, I feel fortunate to do both, and um, it's not always easy. But then you know, life's it's not easy. Nothing, nothing yeah. great is easy because if it was, everybody would do it. Yeah, absolutely. That's so nice to hear, and I'm really glad that you had that experience. And your kids had the most amazing childhood, <laughs> being rock star groupies. <laughs> So cool. It is funny. It is funny. It does make me laugh. I, I, do, I do, God knows what they'll do when they grow up. I mean, yeah. They never knows? know. Never know. <laughs> um, and so you met Brian May doing We Are Rock You, right? And how did that yeah. partnership come about? Did he just, was he just like, Kerry, let's, let's take over the world? <laughs> <laughs> In a sense, yes. Um <laughs> Uh, we actually met on, he, he came to see me when I was in doing My Fair Lady and I was ah. a swing, much like you were. And I was on, I was on for one of the uh, ensemble girls, like the featured ensemble girls. And he was in the audience and he, he spotted me and said, you know, I think you should come and audition for We Will Rock You. Um, he then came back to see me play the role of Eliza when I was on for Martine. And they got me in to see, to to audition for the show which I did and got the role and we didn't go in the studio straight away um we did a cast album a, a live cast album I think like you guys did you know you, you did you did a cast album didn't you on six yeah but it was the cast before me so it was like a it was a different production of it um, but they did the cast recording. Yeah, oh, they did it. Okay, so cast, you know, they're they're really fun things to do, and we we didn't really do anything because it just went off the desk, and it was one of the live shows, so we didn't really do anything. However, there needed to be some edits made where there was maybe too much audience, or there was a, a noise, or whatever. So we had to do a couple of little repairs. So I went down to Brian's studio with Sharon D. Clark because she had to do some too, and we did a couple of overdubs and. I remember just being in the studio that day and Brian was like, oh, you know, it's a shame you can't come and sing the whole song. Um, you know, maybe maybe another time. Anyway, they then went to open the show in Spain and they had a famous girl playing Meatloaf. So they wanted to promote the show by giving her like a single to release. So they released um, No One But You and they made a big orchestral version of the song in um in Prague and they made this beautiful backing track um well it wasn't a backing track it was it was a full orchestra um 
And Brian said, look, you've got to sing on this. You can't not sing on this because it's too good. And I know we, we're promoting the show in Spain, but you've got to do it. So I sang on it in his, again, in his studio. And uh, he was just like, I think you've got more to give. You know, would you like to t try and develop an album? Would you like to have a go at doing some more stuff? You know, and I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> What's going on here? And that was kind of it. I mean, it took... It took a long time. It took about eight years that I would be going down very, very sporadically and we'd get in the studio together and we would try things out and we would work on different music to try and see what was my style, what was right for me because we didn't know at that time and I didn't know. I'd never had that opportunity before. Um, and he didn't know. You know, he'd not really worked with theatre people before. So he he was kind of going, you need to be a rock chick. And I was like, oh, I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> and it took a long time and then eventually in 2010 we released Anthems which was the first album that we did together um with Decca Records and and then that was it then it's then it got it it had drive it had momentum and we went on to do Acoustic by Candlelight we did the Born Free tour we did um uh Golden Days we, lots of singles um lots of DVDs lots of touring and and we were actually working on a new album before lockdown hit. We were three songs in. <laughs> so I'm really annoyed. <laughs> so is that so is that the next step with Brian, this new album? Yeah, I think we're... Yeah, I mean, I did I did another album before lockdown, which was on my own. I did some covers and, and that I wanted something that I could take to all these gigs I was doing um, that you couldn't get online. I didn't want to do something that was... Um, just something you could click and download. I wanted it to be something you could hold and you could see me do a show and then, yeah. you know, take something home. So yeah. I didn't put it on iTunes. Um, so obviously lockdown hit. So then I put it on my website and it went mental, which was great. Um, but yeah, the, Love that. I was working on an originals album um, with different writers um, and going to collaborate doing a completely new uh new material album but yeah on the side of that Brian and I working together so the thing with him is he's off doing his world tours at times so we I never really have a time scale we just do it as and when and then when it's ready it comes out so I do other stuff alongside it so it's oh, busy. <laughs> that's amazing well I look forward yeah. to all of that it will be amazing and then you could do another tour yeah take over the world even more it's amazing I love it and hopefully we'll perform together at West End Christmas again oh I'd love that I love I'd West love End that. Christmas we should sing together we've not sung together we should do something 100% I love Definitely. I love like at the moment the kind of like musical theatre meets rocky folky mm. vibes like yeah so my thing I love it I love it right should we move on to some quick fire questions and then Amazing. we are done so we have one from Instagram um what was it like to paint yourself green every night <laughs> <laughs> you know I quite enjoyed it I liked the transformation of it I think it was it was you know we all sit down and we all get we'll put makeup on for a show and it just depends on what capacity it is yeah. i really enjoyed the green because you could see the transformation and it made you feel different you know you're getting yeah. ready you see a different face and that's that's just brilliant the same with cats you know that kind of really full on makeup that transforms you so i really enjoyed it actually i didn't enjoy the green halo that i had but yeah. <laughs> for a couple of years but i liked the makeup <laughs> i love that okay on to my quick fire questions <laughs> Right, number one, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? 
Um, uh, Brian always tells me, or used to tell me, that Freddie used to say that talent will always out. And I think those are, it's such a brilliant, it's such a brilliant piece of advice because if you're having those moments where you don't get something or you feel, or you, you do a performance that you don't think is great or you, you know, you have those self-doubt moments, um, I think having that kind of belief that, yes, you're talented and it will, it will happen and it will come at the right time and, and whatever barriers are in front of you, you will push through them and you will, you will come through and it, it, your talent will come out, which I like. Oh, I love that. That's it's amazing. That, isn't it? <laughs> I really like this one. What is the best compliment you've ever received? <laughs> I'm not a, brilliant. That, that is the reaction compliments. that everyone has. Everyone goes, oh, I can't oh, answer this. But yeah, it's I'm nice. I'm not great at taking compliments at all. Um, however... I think most recently people are writing little um, bits in my book. So people that have been quite influential in my life are are writing. So Brian's obviously written something and my first dance teacher and uh, a friend that I worked with, you know, those kind of things. And my husband wrote his for me the other day. And uh, he's really outspoken and bolshy and, you know, funny. And and I kept nagging him going, you need to write this thing because it's important. And, it turned up in my inbox and I read it the other morning, sat down having a cup of tea and I sobbed, absolutely sobbed. And you will all read it because it's it's going to be as he wrote it in the book. And it it was, that was just the best thing ever. So I think, I think that's, that's probably it. Yeah, don't tell us what it is. I, I can't wait to read that. It's too long. It's too long. Oh, that's really cute. It's cute. Amazing. Um, Number three... What are three things that are your like handbag essentials? You you're Ooh. not carry without them. <laughs> my phone. Yeah. <laughs> my phone, I think that's pretty standard. Um uh, what else do I always have? I'm a, I'm I'm pretty low maintenance, so I don't really have I'm, I've always got Good. loads. I've always got a bottle of water everywhere I go. I'm a bit water obsessed, and I think that's obsession with with your voice. You're constantly yeah. drinking water. Always got a bottle of water. And a mascara because if I I'm so blonde that if I haven't got <laughs> mascara on I look like an albino. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> Amazing. What has been your go-to meal over lockdown? Oh God, wine, wine, and more <laughs> wine. <laughs> wine the meal. <laughs> yeah. That. Oh well, I did. We did do a bit of mindful chef to start with, um, which was really good. But we kind of fell off that wagon a little bit. Um, we're pretty simple, as in, you know, it's like pasta or vegetables. I'm a, I don't like cooking. I hate cooking. So it's always my husband that, you know, if we're going to eat something nice, he cooks it. Um, but yeah, it's the, my worst thing is making a decision. Of yeah. <laughs> when he says, what do you want for dinner? What oh. I want for dinner is to not answer to what I want for dinner. I want you yeah. to just decide. Yeah. I've so, been doing yeah. a thing now where I just like give the options and I'm like, you decide out of these you five things. That's really good. That's really I feel good. like so many people have arguments over th- decisions of food. <laughs> oh, so dull. We used to eat out loads. And now, obviously, we've been eating at home all the time. So it's, yeah. it, it's just been all right. It's been okay. Oh, yeah, that's nice. I haven't really got a favorite. Yeah. Wine. You answered it, wine. Wine. That, yeah, that wine. <laughs> um, do you have any pet peeves? Pet peeves. Um, 
I don't like arrogance. I don't like people that are arrogant. It just grates on me. Yeah. I mean, I love people that are confident and good at what they do. And, and you know, I think it's like, you, I just want to be around kind people, normal people, but I can't bear arrogance. Yeah. It drives me nuts. Yeah. When it gets yeah. to that point, that like crosses the line. I hate it. I, yeah. but I just can't bear it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm the same. I'm the same. And my last one, which I'm asking everyone, and I actually had someone come on my podcast last week, Talia Ma, um, who mm. isn't in the musical theatre world, but I still asked her anyway because I didn't mm. want her, I didn't want her to be left out. Uh, <laughs> so, if there was a musical about your life and yes. you couldn't play the title role, who would you want to play it and why? I love that. I love that. Maybe. Uh, you can create someone. like a... I, I think I think after seeing A Star Is Born I just think Lady Gaga was just she blew my mind she absolutely How blew my mind so maybe her and also or also I I remember seeing um a play with Billy Piper in called Yerma and it still has affected yes. me today because she was so brilliant so maybe a combination of Lady Gaga and Billy Piper that is a good combo and <laughs> you know what they Actually, they could be like cousins. They could. They Thinking could. Thinking about them. Because they've both got that kind of, you know, they're quirky, but they're strong and they're yeah. confident and they're sassy and they're I just, they're raw and they're on the edge. And I just, I think they're, they're both brilliant. Yeah. I need to watch that new I Hate Susie, actually. That's on my new Netflix yeah. list. Yeah. <laughs> well, I need to rewatch Star is Born because oh, I, I couldn't see the cinema screen through my tears because I was just it's crying. The best. The I made the, deci- the decision. I went to see it at the Pitch House, Piccadilly, and me and my friend Alex brought a bottle of red wine in. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd, that'd be, be, that'd be worse. Emotional. I'd sob yeah. even more. Yeah, oh well, God. I did. <laughs> Honestly, Amazing. brings out all the emotions. Well, thank you so much for coming on. My it's pleasure. been just a dream to chat to you. Um, and, yeah, good luck with everything. When is thank Series you. 2 coming out of uh, Keep Calm, Carry On? I think October we're heading for. We've got we're recording now. We've got a few little surprises in September that we're recording. So I think perhaps end of September, October. Yeah, and then we've got the book and the album is all happening. (laughs) So much to look forward to. I love it. It's so nice when things like that happen and you just got it's all the lights there and you're just thank you plowing on. I love it. Thank you very much. Lovely to talk to you and all the best with your podcast. I think this is brilliant and I'll shout about you you on mine as well. Definitely. (laughs) <laughs> That'd be amazing. You're a star. Okay. Thank you so much. I'll see you soon. You. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.